The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. MSW Media. Hello, friends. Before we get rolling with this exciting, thrilling, exhilarating episode of the podcast featuring actor Colin Donnell and Joe Beatrice of Barrelcraft Spirits, I just want to tell you, tell you, if you're in the L.A. area Wednesday, July 13th, we're going to be doing a live recording of this show at Townhouse in Venice, California, featuring a A-list lineup of comedic talent, Kim Congdon, Jeff Dye, Zane Lamprey, Max Kestenbaum, and Mike Friedman bringing it. It's sponsored by our friends at Rabbit Hole. It's $20 a ticket, but you get a drink with that, so it's kind of a wash, right? For tickets, go to townhousevenice.com. Click on calendar. You'll see the show there, what we're drinking with Dan Dunn and friends. Oh, and it's the night before my birthday. Come celebrate with me. I'm turning 30. Oh, my nose is growing. Uh, where's the theme song? Where's the theme song when you need it? Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Joining me now, boy, this is exciting. Two gentlemen who have been on this show have, have been gracious enough to appear on this show numerous times. And every time, seems like it gets better than the next. But never, they've never been on together until now. Together at last. He's an actor. You know him from such a... I'm not going to do that. Uh... He's a yeah. he's an actor, you know him a bunch of stuff, but he's more famous for being our East Coast co-host, Colin Donnell. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And also with us, frequent visitor to this space, he is the proprietor of Barrel Craft Spirits, and you know I love me some barrel. And he's gonna. Oh boy, we got new stuff today. New stuff. I can't wait for him to walk us through this. Joe Beatrice. Joe, how are you, man? I'm great. Thanks for uh, having me on. And uh, you and Colin are just meeting now for the first time. This is, uh, yep. you know, Colin is, uh, Colin's quite the whiskey aficionado. I do enjoy a tipple. <laughs> he was very excited uh, when we said we were going to do this one. So, Because I've never done, I've never gotten to do a barrel tasting with you, Dan. That's right. <laughs> but you had my wife on. Yes. With Stellum. Oh, that's right. Patty Murin. That's right. That's, yes. Joe, you know that this is Colin's wife, right? Yes. Well, okay. no, I, I, did, I did. I just found out. 
Now you know. <laughs> As you can see, we talk about a lot of things on these show. I didn't even bring that up. I'm like, hey. Usually nothing yeah. of relevance. I was so, so excited to have Patty on the show that I just completely forgot Colin existed. Well, that's fair. I was afraid for a little bit that she was going to replace me as the East Coast co-host um, with good reason because she's more charming, more intelligent, and uh, and frankly, a lot better looking. So, yeah. you know. No one's arguing with you. Uh, but no, uh, it is no, good to not. have you back, man. <laughs> Uh, Colin was gone for a while, Joe. He was over in Australia making TV. That we just found out is going to be coming to uh, coming to the air November 30th, oh. which seems like a long time from now, but it, it is just around the corner. Yeah. Is it? What, can you <laughs> tell us what it is, the name? Yeah, it's it's a show called Irreverent. It's, uh, it's going to be a, it's a new show that's going to be on Peacock. Uh, with a bunch of other great shows that they've got coming this year. And uh, I play a, a criminal from Chicago who has to go on the run uh, after a deal goes bad, and he ends up impersonating a preacher in a very tiny little beach town in the far north of Australia, which is where we shot it. Yeah. Is that – that doesn't sound like a real stretch for you. It sounds like <laughs> – <laughs> he was a preacher back in the day and a criminal and a criminal uh wait we don't talk about that no though. no so let's uh i i want to kick things off right away by by trying because joe uh, sent me and colin both this is all new stuff we got here and we've talked about so barrel comes out with batches of their bourbon but then they also have of their their signature bourbon the cask strength, everything's cask strength that you do, actually. Um, we know that from previous conversations. But you also have different expressions, the seagrass and the dovetail, and you've sent us both of those. Are they on the market yet? No. Batch 33 is just getting uh, released, um, and the dovetail it, uh, version is it's the gray label dovetail, and that is not even bottled. We just finished blending it and got your sample of it. Nobody's you're among the first to taste this. <clears throat> wow. I'm so excited about 131 that. proof. <laughs> 131 well, proof. 131.54. Wow. Okay. Good night, gentlemen. So you're not it's, screwing it's, around, <laughs> Joe. Clearly. What should we start with today? Let's start with batch 33. Okay. Okay. Um, Cause that, that's just a mere 116.6 proof. Is there a reason why you guys decided to really focus on cask strength uh, bourbons? Yeah, um, it's really simple. Um, I tasted whiskey out of the barrel ages ago, and and it, it just stuck with me as this is the way whiskey is meant to be drunk. It is just it it's so flavorful. It's you get all the nuance, you get everything in it. And so we, that was one of the cornerstones of what we do, which is, which is that's why the proofs are all over the place, because the proofs are whatever it happens to be coming out of the barrel. I mean, the only water in our place is for drinking at this point. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's so, awesome. this is, so this is a, and so every one of the batches is a blend. Um, it's a unique blend. We don't replicate them. This is comprised of five, six, seven, and nine year old barrels from, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana. This is our 33rd batch. Uh, we generally release four batches a year and um, one New Year expression. So this is the second one this year. And this thing is potent as well, weighing in at 
116. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, Colin, which bo- there in each bottle is individually numbered. Which one do you have? I have uh, bottle number 27958. I'm 29337. What the hell? Thus continues the, what the uh, hell, streak Joe? of me getting sent some really... I like to think of it as more special than any bottle. That I'm 2,000 bottles less than him. This is craziness. What's going on right now? Come on. Well, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's certainly get, starting to get up there. Um, yeah, how many of these are you going to do? How many bottles of this will you put out total? Yeah, we generally bottle between, uh, you know, 5,000 cases is of of uh, four and a half liter bottles is you know sort of what we're shooting for. So 5,000 cases, that's 30,000. Yeah. That's 30,000 models. Correct. You're right at the end then, Dan, yeah, you well, are the last in line really that's where I belong, I guess. Uh, well, I have 28, 460 here. So I think, I think I, so you're at Collins more. Well, he's, he's a celebrity. I mean, it's a, <laughs> you ever notice the guys that need it the least, they get, they get the best stuff. Yeah, come in. Oh, you're not paying Mr. Donald. You're not paying. I loved you on Chicago med. And he can afford it. I can't afford it. He's a doctor. He's a goddamn doctor. He's, well, now he's a reverend. Yes. And he was a superhero. What else were you? Uh, a dick. A you were a dick. You were a dick on. No, I mean not not, not you in as a person, but you were a dick yes. on um, the affair. Yes. On Showtime, yes, you're kind I of was. a dick. I didn't know Colin then, and I watched the affair, and I was like, this guy a dick. is such a convincing dick. I bet he's a dick in real life, and. That's the power of acting, because he's not. He's not a dick. But I thought it. uh, We're only the first sip in, really, though. So (laughs) it it can only go downhill from here. By the end, it's like, you fucking dick. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, you got to go to my Instagram, at the imbiber, because I am going to put up some video here. This is not a... Colin's background is maybe the best background we've ever had on the show, and it's real. It's not even a fake... This isn't a a fake background. This is your... That's not a Zoom screen? No, it's not. I'm sitting in the woods. So my uh, my internet is out at my house right now, uh, and our neighbor was kind enough to let uh, my wife and I borrow his password. So I'm sitting nearby to his home and careful not to show any of his things. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just sitting outside. This is not a Zoom background. I could. It's real. I would. By the way, Joe, this is why Colin is the East Coast co-host. Dedication. That's all we require on this show. I said, I actually did. I did true. I te- he texted me, said his internet's out, but I said, look, I'll reach out to Joe and see if he wants to reschedule. And Colin said, no fucking way, man. That's nope. not how I roll. He said, no, we're doing it. And that's what we did. That's dedication. He actually said, we'll do it live. That's what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I Where everything can go wrong. What are you getting here, Colin? What do you, let's get your tasting notes on this. Look, I think you and I both know that my palate is perhaps the most unrefined palate that ever existed. That is not true. My wife, that is true. Uh, my wife is a super taster. If you tell me what to taste, I will taste it. Joe, tell him what he's tasting. Oh, there's a lot. I, there's, there's certainly stone fruit and black pepper. To me, there's black pepper right right up there. Right, it's, it's you right getting that, Colin? You getting that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. See, he's getting it nice now. and nice and nice and spicy on the front. Go ahead. Keep going, John. And, and there's this, this, to me, the pear really just jumps out. The pear Got on me. the front part of the palate. You getting the pear. Oh. I've never had a fruit in my life before. 
<laughs> so he no, stays I, healthy. I, 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 that's right. You don't get a body like this by eating fruit. It's all meat all the time. <laughs> and booze, apparently. Right, I just got off a three-day juice cleanse. I did a juice cleanse. I have nothing but juice, and now I'm on. Are you beer. hammered right now? I'm drunk on one sip. I'm like, <laughs> kidding. No, I'm not drunk. We don't condone juice no, cleanses. We don't drinking. condone juice cleanses here on the show. I don't recommend any of you do that but me. Yes. Um, what else, Joe? I'm sorry I'm interrupting. I don't, I I get I get some cor, like corn notes more hush puppy than corn. Mm. Um, great. There's a there's really a, a drop of grapefruit toward the back for me. I was I was gonna say I do taste like um like almost like a grilled corn kind of vibe, like a cooked corn, not yeah. a like it's that sweetness that comes through after you've popped it on the grill and yeah. you know that's how you eat corn, right? Like, what if we popped a little water in there? Would that that might help it, like, take it, down the alcohol? Up, it'll it'll open it up a bit, you know. And that's that's the beauty of this. It's it is you know you're you taste things at different times of the day. It depends on what you've eaten. We all taste we all taste things differently. But you know, it, the really nice thing about this is all of these expressions are so layered that there's multiple things going on, and that's in, that's by design. I mean, that this is how we blend them so that you get this stacking of of experiences and you, you tease out the different things and you know in different ways but how do you know that that's this is the thing people always ask me right how do you know when you're doing this joe they're like oh yeah i want to have a little tinge of grapefruit at the end and if we how do you what is it just trial and error you're like do it ten thousand seven times? that seven year barrel is going to be sound that's that's going to be that's going to be cooked corn yeah. Well, well, the, the we actually really do. We, we know a lot about what the different barrels profiles will bring, but it is really when we get in the lab, it is experimentation and playing with it and manipulating, and we're blending so, hundreds of samples to get to this one blend. So, how long between that first blend that you make to? deciding this is our batch number 33 how long does that process take how long is that hundreds of samples i mean are you like is it like a 10-day binge or well we have so we will we have simultaneous Joe stumbles fun. out of the distillery <laughs> we got it we got it damn it <laughs> oh you've seen us then. <laughs> Sure, we're talking bourbon and rye in this episode, and with good reason, because it's awesome. But come on, discerning drinkers shouldn't limit themselves to whiskey, not when there's so many other great spirits to sip. Like rum, for instance. We here at the WWD Pod are extremely fortunate to have one of the best rums in the world as a sponsor. Talking about Batiste rum, baby. My friends John and Tristan and their team of magic makers just know how to do it right. Batiste Rum is the first sustainable American craft rum. They make it using an eco-positive, solar-powered manufacturing process from beginning to end. Batiste is made from 100% pure fresh cane juice. Don't use that molasses or sugar crystals. If you like your tequila 100% agave, then you'll like your rum 100% cane juice. And most importantly, pay attention, it's an incredibly damn delicious rum to be enjoyed neat or in cocktails. So here's what you're going to do. I... Go to BatisteRum.com, that's B-A-T-I-S-T-E-R-H-U-M.com, fill up your cart, enter code DUNN, D-U-N-N, that's my last name, 
done, <laughs> I'm rambling, at checkout and you get 20% off everything you've ordered. That's cold, hard cash in your pocket and we can all use some of that right now, can't we? How you gonna pay for gas? Folks, Batiste Rum is this shiznit, faux shizzle. It's proof that great taste with true sustainability is not a goal for tomorrow, but a reality today. I'd like to do this in a radio announcer voice. What do Hamilton Beach, Cuisinart, and Skrillex have in common? They're all great mixers. But are they the best mixers in the world? Oh, forget that. Not in my book, no. <laughs> Back to my regular voice. For my money, Fresh Victor produces the best mixers. Does that even make sense? I don't know. The Fresh Victor part does, but my lead-in doesn't. Anyway, it's been a long, hot summer so far. Uh, Speaking of heat, no better way to cool off than with refreshing cocktails made with Fresh Victor, because Fresh Victor is a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that taste like rainbows spewed from the mouths of unicorns. All the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no fake stuff in there, none. And the bonus of a fresh mixer over those ready-made canned cocktails isn't just the jump in quality, it's the fun of making it yourself. Like, your guests are going to be like, look at this guy, he's like Dale DeGroff over there. Dale DeGroff's a famous bartender, look it up. Fresh Victor features eight unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate, and these mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. Right now, Fresh Victor's offering a summertime special exclusively for listeners of the What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn podcast. Simply go to FreshVictor.com, put stuff in the shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20 to get 20% off your order. Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market, and that's Fresh Victor. If you saw us, but we have hundreds of samples of things that we're trying. And we just start experimenting and playing with it. And it's really myself and Dick Christensen and Trip Simpson on the blending team. And we all, we, we've done this so much and so many times together that we all really know each other's palates very well. We're always testing each other on these things too. Like we'll, we blind taste everything. So we'll throw something in there that's completely, has nothing to do with anything tasting, just to make sure, keep everybody honest. <laughs> And, Psych, you know, that was vodka. I mean, the real, I'll tell you, the real, some of our tasting notes don't ever make, see the light of day because sometimes it just goes a little sideways and it's like, it's a little bit, smells like, oh, is this how you weed people out, Joe? You're like, Trip, are you picking up any hints of you who? <laughs> no? Well, I put some in there, you're fired. Honestly, two to three weeks. Oh, me- two to three weeks was was a lot shorter than I thought. And And when you guys go after it, are you like, are you picking stuff that you want to be tasting or are you picking something unique for the next batch? Or are you picking something that you think you haven't done in a while? Like what is all it that the, makes all the above? All yeah. the above. We're always trying to bring something a little bit different to the equation. And so once we, the, the interesting part of this to me is always how little it takes to, to influence the flavor. I mean, we'll, we'll, when we incorporate a weeded bourbon, which is not in this one. It can be a fractional amount of the percentage in there, and we can taste it and feel it, and 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 we know when it's too much because it can flatten the bourbon very quickly. And so once we do the lab blend, lab blend, um, we then <laughs> we then have to get the that one sixteen. 
It's 116 <laughs> proof, right. folks. Just let, just say, and yeah. and then and then, uh, and then we're going to batch uh, 34 right now. Yeah. That's what, oh, we're not going to. No. And then we're we're uh, we then we then blend it. We then dump barrels into the tank to get to the volume, and we started about 50 percent of the volume we need, and then we taste. So once we start blending with these large tanks, we put it in there with different this proprietary piping and and the way we built the agitators. Um, so that we could turn over the contents of the tank in in about twenty minutes, and the whiskey's angry at that point. What do you mean when you say it's, it's angry? Angry. It's been agitated, and it's like, uh, like just like you, you on drank a Saturday it, night. It would, me on Saturday, yeah. It's like me after a couple more. It days. settles down. It just settles down overnight, and then and then we just then we step our way up to our final volume. So because it's, it's not a straight ratio, right? It's not like no. what you did in the lab test will work at fifty percent of the vat, and will work at seventy-five or eighty or hundred percent. Right? Well, we hope it. We hope it does. Oh, okay. It, it doesn't always, <laughs> and so then we're we're adjusting. So you're, that's a really good point. I mean, I, most people wouldn't. I, that's very good. Um, so if it's if it East Coast co-host, this is why this is why that's Dan why brought it. me on. Got the job, Dan. I don't know. We're gonna cut that part out. By the way, I don't like him showing me up on the episode. So you know, we we may end up. You know, if it's 10, 20, 30, 15 percent, we may end up as we start getting into the end of it, changing those ratios a little bit because we'll compare it back to what we were trying to go for. Right. So it's an iterative. It's a very iterative process. I, I got a question for you, Colin. Okay, Patty likes whiskey too, and you, I know you have a fairly formidable collection of whiskeys whether it's barrel or some of the other ones that we've had on the show and you try the different expressions do you fall in love with one verse i taste so many that i'm probably jaded but do you have certain ones in your collection where you go oh no i loved that you know like i that was my favorite batch or my favorite expression of a of a barrel or whoever it oh be. absolutely because i think that i mean it's it's always fun for me to go look for the same bottle that I, I fell in love with. Like I say, I fall in love with the bottle and I'm like, Oh, well, I'm going to get the next batch that comes out mm. and see what it's like. And generally, you know, it's, it's exciting in a new way, but I'm always excited to try the next new thing. Right. To see like, for example, I mean, I love sampling barrel as much as I can, but, uh, high West does their, um, midwinter's night stram every year. And they change that up every year. Yeah. And like, I remember the first time I had it, I, to be quite honest, I didn't really like it, but I kept coming back to it because I thought it was really interesting. And each one has grown on me. And I, you know, I have, like Dan said, I've got a, you know, fairly significant collection and oftentimes from the same distillery, because I think, you know, the, the interesting ones like you guys are doing fun things with each new product that they come out. Each new batch is something uh, something new to the taste and new to the senses. And it becomes, you know, not to get poetic about it, but, but it becomes an adventure every time you open the bottle and you're like, Oh, what's this one going to be like? And that's half the fun of it really. So that leads me to a question for you, Joe, because I know that you try other whiskeys. He mentioned high West. I, I know you're a fan of other, do you have brand other whiskey brands that you're, that you're, that you're trying and they do, they put out a new expression and you go, Ooh, I, first off, I see what they did there because you're going to know better than most. And does that ever inspire you to go, all right, you know, uh, Old Forester did this and I like that thing that they just did there. Michter's did this. I can do this and better. you know what? Well, I, I, seriously, <laughs> like, I, 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 when, I listen, yeah, when I listen to other podcasts, when I listen to other podcasts, I go, 
oh, I, all right, I see what they're doing there. I got to try some more of that stuff. I got to put some more of this in. It's fun. Do you get inspired by other yes, brands? Inspired, and we're so competitive that that we all we do is we're like, okay, we can beat that. And so then it's our mission in life to do something that did that just goes beyond that. But for the most part, we're really iterating our own our own product ideas. We, ha- I mean, we have. We have a white, we whiteboard every concept and we have a stack of, we have more ideas than we can get blended in, in the time we have. So, so, I mean, it's inspiring and, and every once in a while I'll be like, hmm, I think we could do better than that. But it really, it's, we sort of are on our own, our own trajectory and we blend what we think tastes great. And that's worked. It's not like we're trying to blend to something that we think somebody will like. If we don't all like it and agree, it doesn't get in the bottle. We just, and in fact, that happens sometimes. We'll be blending something and it'll be like, eh, you know what? It's it's not there. Let's put it aside. So we put it, lock it down in steel. You know, it doesn't age anymore. And we'll put it, come back to it in a month or two. And um, it's mingled. So the whiskey's always mingling whenever you have it together. And it, it does change over time. And we'll come back to it and maybe get inspired and do something different. I mean, that, it's, it's that kind of process. It really, it's very fluid. Gotcha. Um, and it's just, is it why you have a team of three blenders on there? Is it so that you guys make sure that there's always not, if there isn't a unanimous vote, then somebody's getting voted off the Island. You do. Yeah, I think the buck stops at you. Well, it's funny what you're saying though about that. Cause, and I want to ask Colin about him with his acting process. But so for me, for instance, if I'm writing, I learned this on my first book or excuse me, I learned it after my first book which I don't love, but whatever. We all get better as we go. So in my first book, if I were to go back and look at it, I could go, oh, while I was writing the book, this part, I was reading Tom Robbins. I can tell because I'm trying to ape Tom Robbins and I'm fucking it up. you know. And then it's like, oh, and then in this chapter, I was clearly reading John Irving because I'm trying to mimic John Irving and I'm fucking it up. And so I made a vow after that, whenever I was writing, I won't read anything anybody else because I don't want it to influence what I'm doing. And it just does, whether I want it to or not. If I'm, if I'm reading somebody else's book and it's a great book, I mean, even I like, even on that first book, I was reading Haruki Murakami, (laughs) which is the furthest thing away from me. And I love Murakami. And I'm like, I think there was one part where I'm like, what am I doing? I'm trying to be Haruki Murakami. (laughs) Colin, do you get that too with like when acting or you're like, I don't want to, like, if you played a role that somebody else had already played, for instance, would you be like shy away from that? Because you don't want to copycat? You know, some people, are it, it, it's a little different in my case actually because I you know I, I've been an understudy on Broadway before and I've been an understudy for different shows and there's always this thing of like a lot of actors don't want to see what's been done before because they want this totally fresh take which I appreciate I I can understand that vibe but say when I was doing um, the 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 musical version of Almost Famous out in San Diego. I love Billy Crudup's portrayal of the role in the movie and I love to steal. It's like, if it worked for him, it's never going to be the same on me as it, uh, as it was on him. But if it worked, why not try it? So, I mean, there's like a, I'm going to mess up the quote. It's like, you know, good actors copy, great actors steal. And it's like, I, I just, I find no reason to not at least 
do what somebody did because it's never going to be the exact same thing that it was for them that it is for me. Like I'm, I'm going to fuck it up in some way, but maybe I'll mess it up in a way that works for me and the it role still works for the audience yeah. or and for the, for the audience. audience. Yeah. I mean, everybody does that, but I guess it just comes down to a point. Is there a, is there a moment you consciously say, I have to block this thing out because I don't want to bring this to my performance. Well, it's something about getting out of your, I think to be successful, you sort of have to get out of your own way. So whatever influenced you coming into it, when it's time to actually do the thing, you just got to kind of forget all about it. And I mean, we're always, I think actors are always, it applies everywhere, but actors are always overanalyzing themselves and sometimes in the moment, sometimes afterwards. I mean, we're always self-reflective and trying to figure out what worked, what didn't, how could we change, what could be better, what could be, what was so bad that it's, we just got to give it up. <laughs> and there's this, um, I, you know, I think whatever you find is helpful for you ends up being the right thing for you. And for me, it's always been, you know, I'm able to look at somebody's performance if it's a role that I'm stepping into and say, all right, this worked, this worked, this worked but now it's all about me and I'm going to steal what I want and let it come through as who I am giving the performance. And I don't know, I guess it's worked. Sure. It has. And so it's, it sounds like to me, which, which is interesting is that the process is very similar to what you're doing and what Joe is doing because it's like, all right, we have all this stuff and it's, it's like a question of like what you're going to reveal, what you're going to conceal, what, what's going in, what's being left out it's a similar craft in a way. And maybe that's why so many famous people are getting into the booze business now is because it is, it's a form of expression. I've found when I've talked to, uh, and by the way, uh, Joe, when it comes time for Colin and I to start our own whiskey, we're going to go to you to be our, our guy, just letting you know, cause it's coming. It's coming. So um, yeah, before you get off the topic, I just, I'm Colin, I got to ask you. So when you're getting, when you're, when you're in that group, are you walking around in that character? You make your wife call you by your na- the character name? No. That how you do <laughs> no. I am the furthest thing from any sort of uh, quote unquote method actor that you find. I like I love goofing off in between takes. I love like playing around. You know, when it's time to work, it's time to work, but I I don't I try not to carry anything home with me and I, but what was weird was when Patty could not let go of Princess Anna. Yes. And she would come home and be Princess Anna all the time and kind of like, can we drop it now? She's like, go, do you mind Colin, putting I'm this home. dress over my head? Like, <laughs> I, I can't get dressed by myself in the morning anymore. Uh, How long is this Broadway run? Eight months? <laughs> Shit. God damn it. it. For two years, man. <laughs> Imagine if she was Princess Anna at home for two years. I Our daughter might love it. I mean... <laughs> And by the way, I want to, we're going to pour some, let's pour another whiskey because I want to raise a, it isn't really, it's a shameless way of getting my yes, birthday in this, but uh, what should we move on to next, uh, Joe? Because I want to raise a toast uh, Let's Let's uh, move to the Grey Dovetail. Okay. The Grey Dovetail. We're going to talk about this in a second, but before we even talk about it, we'll raise a toast because this is a special week, special week for the world, really, not just for, per, I mean, just the world in general. So on July 14th, Last year? Last year. Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. July 14th, two years ago, 
You ready, Joe, for this toast? Yes. So it's boring. All right. We're, we're, uh, I'm we're here. on your schedule here. All right. On July 14th, two years ago, Colin and Patty welcomed their beautiful daughter, Cecily. There you go. Cheers. So let's raise a toast to that. Cheers. Cheers. Here, we'll take a sip. And also, on July 14th, I don't know, 28 years ago? Sure. <laughs> what should we go? What's, what's plausible? 42 years ago? Let's go 42. I would go with 38, maybe. Like 38, 38 years ago, I squirted out into the world, and here I am on the same day, July 14th. My, Colin's daughter and I share the same birthday, and I could not think of a better whiskey to celebrate it with than this gray label dovetail, which is also not available, right? It's not out yet. So tell us about this. This one, by the way, folks, <laughs> it's only going to get uglier. 131.54 proof. Which is significant. Yeah. That's like my uncle's breath right there. That's that's what that's that's the proof on that. Yeah, my uncle Denny. Yeah, Denny in Philly. Yeah, that's his breath. All right. So tell us about this one. So Joe. um we uh we have the the dovetail and we have seagrass, oh, wow. which are two ongoing expressions. Um and what we wanted to do was we we went back into our inventories and we're looking for even more rare barrels to to finish in the same way and it's an overused term but to elevate the expression a little bit so this is it's almost exclusively 20 year old um canadian whiskey like 20 year old canadian and so so colin so you know this there what what joe does is they just curate barrels from all over the place they don't have to say they curate from like you said canada all over the states Anywhere else? Have you gone Scotland or yeah, Scotland, you- Ireland, um, Poland? Um, you want to hear my Polish whiskey joke? Oh, no. No, I do not. <laughs> How many Polish whiskey makers does it know? I make. <laughs> Sorry. I told you it's 131 proof. Oh. It's, 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 oh, boy. Um, so this is, you said, almost primarily Canadian. A 20 year old. Yeah. And so there's, these are complex blends, and these these are all three different finishes, generally. Um, and so, some of the whiskey is finished in um, late vintage port pipes, rum barrels. We have and um, Dunn Vineyards Cabernet barrel barrels. Um, so they send us fresh dump. One of my, you know what? My favorite vineyard. Of it Dunn. I, I know. I, I thought you you own that, right? Isn't that your vineyard? Are you holding out on me, Dan? I, I actually reached out to them once. I was like, hey, we should do a thing because I got this show and they didn't get back They're to me. like, who are you? <laughs> Can you send me a bottle, please? This shit's like a hundred and something bucks, right? Done, done. Wines are expensive. But what is, by the way, we didn't go, what was the, going back to the Batch 33, what's the retail on that? Uh, 89.99. What's the retail going to be on the gray label dovetail? 249.99. I'll get, I got 170 cash right now in my Done. pocket. Take it. You take it. All right. You okay. know, they probably thought you Done. were a long lost relative looking for money. <laughs> I got to tell you this real quick, a quick diversion. Years ago, I played, um, you know, Farniente, mm-hmm. the wine. Okay. The guy, what the hell is his name? I think it was Larry, something Larry. Yeah, I think it was Larry. He was one of the owners of Farniente. And this is back in the day when I was writing for Playboy magazine. I was the booze columnist for Playboy, as you both know. We played in the Pebble Beach Food and Wine Golf Tournament, and Larry and I were teamed up. And Larry said to me, 
call the office, you know, next week and whatever. I want to send you a bunch of wine. And Farniente is a lovely, beautiful wine. So I called and the woman that answered, she sounded fairly old. She'd been there a while. And she said, who's this? And I said, uh, left a message and she said, I said, yeah, can you just tell him it's uh, Dan Dunn from Playboy? And she said, we don't want that. And she hung up on me. <laughs> so I called back and I said, hey, no, I said, call back. I said, hey, so I, I just called a minute ago. I go, I'm not trying to sell you Playboy. I, I, I write for, listen, stop calling here. I'm not joking. I said, I just played golf with it. Click, she hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> Never got the Farniente. Never showed up. Yeah, uh, it's it's. All, I haven't felt that disrespected since you sent me the bottom of the thing here, the barrel, last bottle available. That was it. It's all right, Joe. I, I, Joe, I still love you, but well, you know, look, next time, how about Dan? He's making up for it by giving you something that's not even available to the public at the moment. So true, and it's expensive. Yes. Yeah. I can impress people when they come over. And go, you know how much this is? That's what I tell them. I don't go in and go, you want me to tell you about the nuances of this whiskey? I go, you know how much this is? You know what this whiskey is I'm giving you right now? Do you tell people that, Colin, when they come over? Price? Nobody comes to my house. Oh, okay. But would you? <laughs> like, would you be like, hey, everybody? I mean. Let me tell you about this whiskey. It's 500 bucks. I mean, generally not. Is that uncouth to do that? I just say, try some. And now, a word from one of our dream sponsors, Lowenbrow Beer, circa 1982. Used to good friends. Do you guys realize this is our fourth summer place together? Remember that old beach house we had? How about the time you two almost set the woods on fire? <laughs> okay, who's ready for a Lowenbrow? When you want the taste of a truly great American beer, tonight, let it be Lowenbrow. You know... I think we finally got this down to an art. Let it be low and raw. Where were we? Sorry. We were talking about the, about the dovetail. Oh, the dovetail. Go ahead. Yeah, this is, it is like immediately caramel latte. You got it, Colin? Mm-hmm. Caramel latte? Mm-hmm. Red velvet and cake? pineapple on the finish. I'm also getting uh, wet yak wool on the nose. You getting that, Colin? It used cloth band aid, I think it was. Yeah. You know, we tasted something one time, and my tasting notes were it, it tastes like the nozzle of a, <laughs> of a Dairy Queen soft serve that, that in the when they opened up in the morning and they didn't clean it the night before. That's how bad it was. How much Dairy Queen are you eating Joe? out of the you nozzle? Know that too. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the nozzle, Joe goes it's like, after hours breaking into Dairy Queen. <laughs> His local Dairy Queen. He's, well, he's, one of, he's one of every block in Kentucky. So. Fuck that cone. Let me just put my mouth under there. So Dan, Dan knows this. When when Patty like Dan was actually the first one to uh, sort of say, I think Patty might be a super taster because when we when we have a new wine or something, and she's like, Ah, oh, here, try this, and she's like, What do you taste? I'm like, I honestly, I, you know, I, I don't really know. She's like, it tastes like a cotton ball just before you dip it into a little bit of alcohol. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that might be it, actually. <laughs> She's, she, it's never a normal tasting note, but somehow it is dead on. And I never have quite 
figured out how or why or if it makes any sense at all. But and let me tell you because it's really funny. We when we we push it when we talk about that band aid. Is it a plastic Band-Aid? Is it a cloth Band-Aid? Is it an ace bandage? Was it in the metal box? Was it in the cardboard box? They all have different smells. And they they yeah. really do have different smells. And, and so they're we, super evocative. And they're like, yeah. you know. Well, women are, I've done some research into this. It's women that are generally super tasters. But you've, I'm sure you've encountered that, Joe, where you've been out on the road, tasting people through stuff, where you just go, Jesus, that person yeah. gets it, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's so true. You know, and uh, there was, I was reading somewhere, there's some, the theory behind it, and I'm not sure I buy it, but it's as we evolved, um, the women had to make sure the food wasn't poisonous. So they'd smell it first. And that would be driver. So it developed over time, you know, better ability to smell and taste things. I don't know if that's true, but it's a good story. I've had some girlfriends that, you know, had the food been poisoned, they might have been like, here you go, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you told them the price of the bottle of the wine that you were serving them. Everybody's like, I can't wait to go to a party at Dan's house. All right, next up, we've got the uh, we've got the barrel seagrass, which was two hundred and what? Yeah, we'll go to that one next. But um, so the dovetail, when's this coming out, Joe? Uh, I want to say um, probably August. Um, but it's gone, right? As soon as it comes out, it's gone. What kind of lengths have you heard that people have gone to to get the bottles? I mean, because Colin, put it this way, talk about great lengths. Colin agreed to be a co-host on this show just so we could get some whiskey. He threw his all of his credibility out there. He's like, you know what? All right, fine. I'll fucking do it. That's probably the most I've ever heard anybody do. <laughs> Very extreme. He's like, it could ruin, Patty and him sat down, it could ruin my career, but we're going to get some good whiskey out of this. We're going to have a great bar set up. It'll be great. I, when, I will tell you, when we do, we do make some of it available online, and that is always, it just impressive how fast people find it and get to it and it's it's gone uh, it's it's incredibly fast i mean so there's definitely people watching and looking you know there it's an interesting the business has evolved so much even in just the last eight or ten years that people are studying colas wait studying what the colas the certificate of label approval um which is every label has to be submitted to the ttb for approval and then once it's uh, once it's approved it's published in a public directory. And so the, the moment of time between when that gets, sometimes people will contact us before we even know that it's been approved. <laughs> now those are some links. Google's cola directory. <laughs> what's the normal lag? What's the normal time between that cola approval? And then when it hits the streets, it really depends. We, we try, you know, as we grow and get, um, and get larger, we try to get out in front of them. So um, in this case, it's, it's going to be pretty quick, but in some cases we'll do them in advance if we can. And then other ones we'll just, you know, we just make stuff up and put it out there. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking about this as I'm drinking it. What would you do with cocktail wise with this dovetail? When it, when something is that high of a proof, Joe, like would you try to dilute it a little bit with, or just, Put it in a Manhattan. I'm a terrible bartender. Uh, I'm a good cook, but a terrible bartender. It's I, I don't know. I mean, I'm okay. But it, what I what a lot of times some of the higher end mixologists will do is they'll they'll take this like this would be an incredible tiki drink, but you would take it and use some rum with it and and then you know proof it down a little bit. 
Um, so the, because some of the notes in here, because the finish on this, this is another three um, barrel type finish, which is it's um, Malmsey Madeira finish, apricot brandy, and agricole Martinique rum. So the, the agricole is really dry. And you got the apricot, which is sweet. So it's tempered greatly by putting that blend together. And, though, and so those all really come through. And, and our orientation to finishes, we don't really want you to, we, we strive for not um, let, having you taste the actual finished barrel, but we dial it back enough and we don't finish it that long so that what it's elevating, the finish is elevating the whiskey but you're getting something different, but not necessarily that flavor. So, so the apricot, apricot is not really apparent, but it's contributing to a flavor that's creating something a little bit different. Apricot's a fruit, by the yeah, way. Yeah, never heard of it before. Uh, yeah, I didn't do it. Didn't do it. No, I do taste it. It kind of floats over the top there. It's like it's just like a it's like a wisp. But it's it's herbal. It's herbaceous. I mean, this is this is really herbaceous, you know, rather than the fruit oriented. I put a little water in this and man, it just opened up. It's great. It's fantastic. Did you get that I'm, oregano rosemary notes in there? Yes. I mean, should I? Am I what's the right answer? Oh, no, it's not in there at all. I was just seeing what you got. <laughs> you trick. You trickster. Fired. No, it's, get out of here. <laughs> Never coming on this podcast again. I'm done with this show. Uh, all right. I'm going to tell you what I honestly get. Ready? I don't need any, I don't need any of your notes, Joe. Here we go. Pins and needles here. It's like a unicorn fucked a rainbow. And this was the baby. Well, are you sure you're not sitting in our meetings? That was the description we were going for. Honestly, it's what I expected was a little bit more spice on this because you know, to me, I think the Canadian whiskeys tend to be a little bit more spicy, right? I'm getting a little sweetness yeah. that I wasn't yeah. expecting. This is, to me, such a well-balanced drink. I mean, it's you could sip this all night, and it just keeps opening up and changing. It's it's just, you just get different things. Wouldn't it be funny if Joe, Colin, if Joe went, you know, I don't really like it. <laughs> you know, a second but thought. the company. Yeah, but y'all are going to buy it. <laughs> As I'm here on this podcast with you, I'm thinking, yeah, it's kind of shit. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, breaking news. Barrel. Barrel Craft Spirits owner denounces his own whiskey before it comes out. Do you think? All right, let me say this: if you did do that, and he's not doing that, but if you did do that on this podcast, and you know how influential this podcast—I mean, the world over—do you think you'd still sell out? Um, I I, I don't know. That's that's a really good question. It's not really something Uh, that's ever come up. Sweat like me right now. Uh, Guys, yeah, sure. What if we taste it later and it just kind of sucks? Do you think people and then are still I go on a podcast and, then I and tell it people everybody. that it's uh, and then I announce that it sucks? It's like this Costanza thing when he goes, "I'm going to do the opposite, opposite of what everybody expects," and it works. You well, know, you know I, I have to tell you, I mean, there are moments where I mean, we're so brutally honest when we're tasting. We reject so much whiskey, and I'll tell you, this is a true story. I was at early on. I was at an event and. Um, I went and I was going around and a, a tasting a, a whiskey festival. And I went, I'm, it's sort of, it was really embarrassing. I went to the place and I tasted it. And I was like, oh shit, what is this? And I realized I was talking to the people who made it. And I was like, <laughs> I was really mortified. It was terrible. 
And and it was, yeah. it was just such a knee-jerk reaction because it was that bad. Look, man, try having a podcast where sometimes you have to, when you have guests on, generally it's the famous <laughs> ones. And you got to be like, I love it. <laughs> I don't want to Snoop ask Dogg, Joe this to is the best names, gin I, I this is the best gin I've ever names. had. <laughs> well, I've said that I've actually said it before. I said it on the Corolla show. I love me some Snoop. Snoop's gin. Uh, that was a tough one to choke down. I got to be honest with you. It was like uh, it was a little rough. And uh but for the most part I will I won't gush about things that I don't actually like. And I can think of, I'm not going to name names, but there are a couple of celebrity brands that I've had where I got to look at them and I got to, yeah, congrats. You did that. <laughs> you made it out. It's on the market. It's... There you go. And I just try to avoid going, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I can't. I, Cause I'm trying not to, I don't want to bullshit people. And I'm like, all right. So I just, I go, what an accomplishment. To make a spirit. Because it is. What this has, it's it's liquid, and it's in a bottle, and it'll get you buzzed. And it's on the shelf. It's all the things you're looking for. But look, I've not had genuine crap. That should be your tagline. <laughs> I mean, if you have, that's, you know. <laughs> if you want to avoid genuine crap. I got you covered. Listen to this podcast. In general, there is no genuine crap. For the most part, I will not recommend genuine crap. 99% here. of the time uh, here. Most of it's pretty okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn, where most of the stuff is not genuine crap. Boom. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. I just got you 10 more subscribers. Cutting all of this out. All of this is coming out of the podcast. Now, Joe, we got our final one that we're going to taste here. Let's do this. This is exciting. Oh, I we already did. This... Did we? I thought. No. Yeah, no, that was the apricot brandy barrels, right? Yeah. We, uh, yeah. We didn't do all three yet, did we? Well, I, I've been drinking it, but we didn't really talk about we it. We didn't do the seagrass yet. We did, we, not. Did not. we did not. We did? We did not. We did not. Are you, Joe, are you messing we with me right now? What's going bit. on? That's the one. Talked about it a little right, bit. Let's, can we, can we drink it? Yeah. I, uh, I've been drinking for the last hour. I have not. Have you, Colin? I've been having a little sip. Yes. I've been drinking the dovetail. Which is fantastic. Get with the program. Move, move on, Dan. <laughs> the story of Dan Dunn. Moving on. It's the heat. Look at me. Look at me. Sweating like a priest at a Boy Scout convention. Easy right there. Look at, look at his shirt. It's soaked. All right, I'm going to go into the barrel seagrass that Joe's been drinking ahead of us. All right, we did not talk about this. 128.12. That's the proof on this. This is not out yet either. Uh, uh, no, this is out. It, it is looks out. like this. Ooh, Whoa. that's a lovely box. And how much is this a bottle? Uh, $4.99.99, a retail. A steal. Under $5. It's under, it's wow. Under $5. We're, we're, wow. we're trying to get, put value in now that's a deal it's just about folks. the price of gas these days yeah <clears throat> wow all right 4.99 folks you heard it here barrel seagrass uh 499 dollars yes let me ask you this who are you fooling with the 499.99 it's 500 no, no. bucks I, I don't know why i don't know why who who goes I, you know what 
I wasn't going to get it when it was five hundred, but four ninety nine ninety nine. All right, just under my cap. I'm in. It's. I was sort of doing that as tongue in cheek, which is like I don't know. It's eighty nine dollars. It's two fifty and five hundred. Yeah, every brand does that. There's never. And and some I've actually had publicists correct me on the show where they they go oh it was fantastic but you said it was seventy and it's sixty nine ninety nine what I, I don't I, yeah I know that's sort of a traditional marketing thing but I don't really think it's fooling anybody if you're out there person who that one cent would matter to I I need you to contact me because I want to have you on the show I want to pick your brain about yeah my wife said I can never buy anything that's 500 bucks but 499 I get it green light go let's do it four bottles please (laughs) all right so this is 500 bucks sorry and worth every penny this is a Canadian rye Uh, it's 20 years old it is finished in three different uh, finishes the the um, the agricole the Martinique rum. Wait, this is the one we were just yeah, talking yes. about. So you were telling us about a different whiskey. So this is why I'm saying I was expecting to be way more spicy. I, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> the heat, uh, can I just the say heat this? is slowing you down. Can we, maybe we, should, can we rewind the, the show? And then... <laughs> I don't think it works like no, that. This is actually, this might be the most entertaining podcast we've ever done. I've been tasting the wrong shit the whole time going, yeah, I really love like, it. I like it when you come from a workout <laughs> and drink. You are really in it, I got to say. And a juice and cleanse. And, and a, a juice, juice cleanse. cleanse. Yeah. We, we learned that earlier today. <laughs> so, look at me. Look at me. I'm a mess right now. This shirt is soaked. Just take it off. I Keep it on. I don't want to show up. You know what? Colin's got the best background right now, so I don't want to show him up by taking my shirt right. off. Also, I have the best shirt on right now. Uh, it is. What does that say? It, Golden Crown Takeaway, which is a reference to Bluey, which is the best children's show on the planet. That's not biased. It just is a fact. It's an Australian ch- uh, children's show about dogs, and it's amazing. Bluey. Bluey. Have you seen it, Joe? Uh it didn't come up on any of my feeds yet, but I'm sure tonight when I go to look at YouTube, it's the first thing that's going to be there. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, yeah. on yeah. to the on to the whiskey that Dan is. Uh, no, we've already talked about it. Joe's already oh. given us the tasting notes. Oh, I just so was I was do, behind. But now you have to taste it. How about why don't we do Gold Label Seagrass now? Should we move on to yeah. that? Wait. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. It, it's a 20-year-old Canadian. <laughs> Take over, East Coast co-host. Take over. I'm just going to sit back. So Dan's here. suffering from heat stroke at the moment. Um, <laughs> Joe, tell us again what we should be tasting in the wisp of apricot that just sort of changes it. <laughs> I think Dan's given up for the day. Ah, this is funny. (laughs) You were saying, Joe? So, (laughs) I don't know. This is if you were if you were to do so. Back to back to your earlier conversation about this whiskey that Dan had no idea what we were talking about. Uh, What specifically kind of tiki drink do you think you might put this in? If somebody or if 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 somebody were to a suffering bastard, done. (laughs) 
What's right. in a suffering I've no bastard? Idea. I've never no heard of that. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, you know, you're making actually, up a drink. I'll tell you yeah. one thing that we do with this, with seagrass, not this one, because I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it to this product. It's a little more respect for it. But we have a, um, uh, we make a mango slushy with seagrass. We tried it out at work what? with a slushy machine, and it was that afternoon. We had made so much. Everybody, it was. We were done working it too. It was, it was because it's. It goes down like you wouldn't believe. It's amazing. So even if you were, say, you were drinking it neat or drinking it over ice, and you just dropped a slice of mango in there, you try that. Open it up. Beautiful. That's my kind of cocktail. Open bottle. Pour. We don't have a slushy. I don't have a slushy slushy machine machine either. You know a slushy machine guy, Joe? I know a guy. We got a couple fell off the truck. Well, I think we've covered everything today. <laughs> so are you ready to try the gray, or the gold? Have you tried it? Yeah. I've tried all of it. I've had all three of them. How, what am I missing? You, I, well, I want to hear your thoughts on the, on the, on the, the gold label seagrass now, Dan. Oh, this one. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. It tastes slickery. <laughs> Does anybody remember that commercial? No. No? It was a cold medicine commercial. I, I'm not saying it tastes like cold medicine. It just it tastes delicious. But um, Although, ahead, I will tell you, we just, we just we got a sample of a product. And we, I, I am telling you, all three of us tasted it. And almost at the same time, we said cherry Robitussin. It was frightening. Frightening. Well, on that note, on the cherry Robitussin note, <laughs> me messing it all up. I, uh, we're actually going to end the show because I don't want to have any more to have to do here because I'm going to get into the, I'm going to really dive into this whiskey in case you haven't told, uh, try that again. Yeah. Juice class. Uh, try it again. Joe, this was awesome. Thank you so much. I was, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's a pleasure to meet you. And thanks for all the, for all the fine bottles and, and especially getting to try the gray label before it hits the market. That's, uh, uh, so thank you. Super excited. Dan, thanks as always for having me on. Thanks to everybody who's are you listening. Ra- are you wrapping, wrapping, the, sh- are you wrapping the show up? I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm being forced out right now. All right, go ahead, keep going. Keep going. End I think the show. being played guys. off. I, I'm no, go ahead. Sure. Play me off. Go ahead, Kyle. No, I want to hear him end I the show. Stick a hook through to you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you be done. Uh, if you want to check out Barrel craft spirits go to the website you're not gonna be able to get the booze on the website but you'll be able to learn a lot about the various spirits that they have on the website and and honestly joe comes on this show for a reason a lot of times because it is one of my favorite spirits in these united states and colin donnell reverent reverence irreverent irreverent november 30th on the peacock anything before that happening that people need to know about not a one. No. Vacation? Just taking a vacation? Going away? Hey, happy early birthday, buddy. Thanks, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. Jim. Cheers to you. That's a good place to end. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you on the next one.